You're listening to KSQD Santa Cruz at 90.7 FM. I'm Emily. I'm Alina. We're part of Your Future is Our Business, which is a Santa Cruz County nonprofit that provides career exploration opportunities such as expos, panels, guest speakers, and more activities to help students ages 10 to 18 explore careers. You're listening to our show, What to Be, where we interview and highlight the career journeys of inspirational people in Santa Cruz County. If you've ever thought, hmm, how did they get that job, or what is that job really like, then keep on listening. We would like to remind listeners that the views and opinions expressed in this program do not necessarily represent or reflect those of Natural Bridges Media or Your Future is Our Business. Please note that information provided during this program does not reflect this career in its entirety. Today we're joined by our guest Brian Dunaway, who is the owner of Santa Cruz Boxing. Can you tell us what Santa Cruz Boxing is? Santa Cruz Boxing is a gym in Scotts Valley. And uh, we provide workout classes and instruction for individuals looking to either get in better shape or learn a boxing, kickboxing, martial art. Cool. Can you walk us through like a typical day and the tasks that you do? I think what's really cool about my job is that every day is a little different. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes it fun and interesting for me. So I do everything from marketing and managing the gym to teaching classes, setting schedules, creating program design. And so there's a lot of variety in the different things that I do on a daily basis. And how did you start this gym? Like, were you always an active person or? Uh, I think for me, yeah, no, that's okay. So when I first started kind of the fitness aspect, um, I was a personal trainer. So I put myself through college. And uh, it was really hard for me to get my clients to do cardio. I'd be like, did you do your running? Did you get on the treadmill? You tried your bike? I'm, no. And so, you know, I just thought about what do I do to keep myself in shape? And I was always into martial arts from, a, you know, pretty much a teenager on. It was I was kind of obsessed with it, really. And that's what I did. I never really did, quote, cardio. I would never get on a treadmill. And so that's how I saw myself getting fit and something I enjoyed. And I started teaching that to my clients and they just loved it and i just kind of saw potential there and thought you know this is something that i really want to take further mm -hmm. and so you were teaching like one-on-one -on -one before i was yes personal training specifically and then how did you develop santa cruz boxing i think you know the biggest transition was i got a job at a boxing gym when i was going to school and living in san diego and uh, I started as just an instructor, but the owner asked me if I wanted to manage the gym. And so I started doing that. And, you know, I just kind of saw the way he did things. And I, I didn't really think that he was doing, you know, the kind of job that I would have done. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I think from there, I was like, you know, if I ever, you know, grow up, I'm going to own my own boxing gym. And mm -hmm. so I think that's where that all came from. Just the fact that I love teaching and that I wanted to create an environment that other people could do. Mm -hmm. And when did you start Santa Boxing? I started in 2012. Oh, wow. I think it was June of that year. Mm -hmm. And like what kind of training or like education like did you need before starting this job or yes. what did you go to college for sure so I I was interested in fitness from a fairly young age I was a little guy in high school and uh, I was always kind of intimidated and so you know I was reading the back of the comic books with the guy in the muscle getting this, you know, sand kicked in his face and so I always wanted to be that big buff dude and uh, so I started lifting weights when I was a teenager and I got into martial arts because I just really wanted to protect myself. And, you know, from there, you know, fitness became, you know, something that was very interesting to me. Um, when I was younger, it was really more about aesthetics and looking good. But as I got older, you know, that kind of faded away and it was really more about health and well-being. What was your degree in? So I got my degree, <laughs> sorry, in, uh, in kinesiology, which oh, was exercise and nutritional sciences. I hear that's tough. 
You know, most people think, oh, you're just a PE teacher, you know, those are easy classes, but, you know. I've heard pre- the opposite. It's, yeah. It, yeah. I think it's getting more, a better reputation now, maybe, than when I was in school. Um, it was a pretty, pretty new subject, mm-hmm. and not a lot of people knew about it. Usually when I say kinesiology, people are like, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, but now I think it's a little more mainstream. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of science classes, you know, anatomy and um, physics and things along those lines. But I, I liked those classes, so, you know, it was all the other classes like literature and, and, and history and stuff that I had to take that I wasn't so fond of. Mm-hmm. What would you say is the most stressful part of your job? Time management is definitely the hardest thing, especially when I first started out when I made business. Um, it was just me for at least the first few years. And so I did literally everything from teaching all the classes and doing all the one-on-one appointments as well as running and managing the gym. So that's probably the biggest stressful thing. And then, you know, that like a lot of businesses, you know, it gets really busy sometimes of the year and then it gets really slow sometimes of the year. So figuring that out, I think, was a, a big hurdle for me. Mm-hmm. Did you face any challenges getting to where you are now in your career? I mean, there's there's a ton of little things. Like there's no like one thing that I was like, oh, I had to figure yeah. this out. Mm-hmm. You know, it was always just little things that you kind of figure out as you go. Like, Can you name an example? Sure. Like, you know, how a lease works and, you know, what a, what does each term of the year mean? That was a big learning experience for me. Getting my equipment, you know, and which, which vendor do I use and how much do I order and where do I get it from and, you know, how do I build out the gym and, you know, how am I going to find a contractor to do that and, you know, the place. I mean, the, the list goes on and on. Finding the right people is probably the hardest mm-hmm. thing to help teach the classes. Um, that's still my struggle, you know, probably the most important thing because I believe the people that, you know, represent your business is probably the most important thing. How was the transition from working at a gym to owning your own? Um, it was really exciting. You know, I mean, I, I did a lot of research going into this development. I read a lot of books. I worked a lot of different places. And I think I always knew in the back of my head that this is something that I wanted to do. I remember when I was living in San Diego, just walking around, looking at like empty buildings, going, that could be the next Brian Dunaway <laughs> Kung Fu Institute, you know, or whatever. And so I was always kind of planning it in the back of my head. But, uh, you know, doing a lot of research, I think, is really important and helpful. And mm-hmm. um, you said that you went to school in San Diego. What made you open up the gym in Santa Cruz? Um, that's kind of a long story, but uh, I moved around a lot um, when I was younger. But I grew up here in Santa Cruz when I was young. I moved away when I was 11, and I recently moved back about, uh, it's almost 10 years now. Um, My mother had gotten sick with cancer, and so I came to help and take care of her. And then I just had an opportunity to stay, so I did. What would you say is the best part of your job? I think the most fun for me is creating kind of the choreography of the techniques. So every week I create a certain number of combinations and how those combinations play out in actual combat is kind of fun for me. And so I'm always thinking about, okay, so if they threw this and I threw that, then what would happen? And so that's probably the most fun part for me is creating those scenarios and those workouts. What would you say is a misconception that people might have about like boxing or martial arts? The UFC is probably the most you know common thing that people think of. And boxing also as being just kind of this brutal sport where it's all about who's the toughest and who can hit the hardest. And there's, you know, a little bit of blood. And and it's actually relatively safe as a sport, especially boxing, compared to other things like 
football and, you know, hockey and even basketball. There's a lot more injuries, believe it or not. So, you know, there's a lot of times a misconception that, you know, you have to be tough and mean and buff in order to be able to box. And it's not really true. It's like most sports in the sense that there's finesse and there's a progress. And, you know, before you get to the elite level where you're getting punched in the face, there's a a lot of progress that goes into that. Mm -hmm. What would you say are some of the, like, greatest benefits from boxing? You know, what, what I always found about martial arts and boxing is that it's kind of an individual sport. Like, you don't have to depend on your teammates. And, you know, people are always like, oh, sports is great because it builds teamwork yeah. and all that, mm-hmm. which is important. I totally think that. But I think what's inspirational is that, you know, you don't have to rely on anybody else. It's, it's just you. And I think that's what drew me, and I think that's what's so cool about it on that level. I'm not sure if that's mm-hmm. the no, question yeah, like, you asked. Yeah, like personal growth and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For those who are just tuning in, you're listening to What To Be at KSQD 90.7 FM, Santa Cruz. I'm Melina, and I'm joined by the other host, Emily. We're speaking with Brian Dunaway, who is the owner of Santa Cruz Boxing. We wanted to ask you about the Parkinson's program. Yeah. What is that? So that was something that I had never really planned when I opened up my gym. And uh, I was approached by a couple different individuals who had been doing the, quote, Rocksteady Boxing program which is basically a program that's designed for um, individuals who've been diagnosed with Parkinson's. And they found that the athleticism of boxing helps their symptoms and helps the quality of their life. And what is Parkinson's for any of our listeners? So Parkinson's is a neurological disease. And basically the main symptom that most people recognize with Parkinson's is a tremor. So kind of okay. a shaking of a limb. It can have some cognitional adversaries as well it it's it's kind of hard to explain they don't really know a whole lot about it but they just do know that it's a neurological disease and dopamine is the main factor that doctors tend to focus on that's kind of helps alleviate the symptoms that they have and they've shown that boxing will increase dopamine levels naturally and so that's a big part of of the therapy that that they found and the reason that Rocksteady Boxing Program has become so prevalent in the in the community of Parkinson's. For me, I think what what I find and what you know my my participants communicate to me is just a sense of community and then all of the benefits that go along with any kind of athletic training, which is higher endurance, better sleep, better mm-hmm. balance, better focus. And all those things, I think, help everybody. But I think specifically for the Parkinson's patients, it's really noticeable and it increases their quality of life. And what kind of things do they do those patients do or your clients do? Sure. So in our classes, what we'll tend to do is in the beginning, we all get in a circle and it's kind of what we call the get to know you. And so we'll have them maybe have a ball and do some kind of activity with the ball, pass it between their legs, bounce it, etc. And then we'll ask them a question, you know. I asked them some of these questions oh, really? today, like, <laughs> when, you know, when you were 16 years old, what was your first job? And so they'll have to answer that, and they'll have to say it loudly, yeah. because talking is actually one of the limitations that some of the Parkinson's suffer with. So we're working on a vocalization, we're working on socialization, and uh, cognition, and so with that, you know, they're also creating that community and that bond, because we're learning about each other every day. Yeah. And so that's how we start the class, and then we'll do a warm-up arm circles and, you know, things along those lines to get your joints moving and your blood mm-hmm. flowing. And then we'll get the boxing gloves on them, which they all just think is super cool. <laughs> and because uh, most of them are fairly older. 
and then we get them on the heavy bags and they just punch the heavy bags with different combinations and techniques and drills that I come up with. And then on some of the days we'll have them do some floor work. My helper, Michelle, will set up like little obstacle courses and they'll have to bounce a beach ball back and forth or hop over something. And so these are all just drills that they're doing to help their, their conditioning and their balance. Mm -hmm. How long has this program been around for? I've been doing it at my gym, uh, almost two years now. I'm, I don't remember exactly when Rocksteady Boxing officially started. I want to say it's been around for about 12 years, if I remember right. What has been the most rewarding part of your job? Definitely the Rocksteady Boxing program. Like that's, I mean, it's always nice, you know, helping people achieve their goals, whether that's losing weight or building self-confidence. And, you know, that's great. But to be able to provide this service for the Rock City Boxing or the, the Parkinson's community as a whole has really been inspirational for me and just watching how much they appreciate it and how much they get out of it really, really motivates me to to do what I can. Mm -hmm. Do you have any like other interesting stories or facts from working in the boxing industry? And owning um, a gym? Yeah. And owning a gym. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm sure you have some interesting people there sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I mean... It, there's so many things, you know, they're all just a bunch of little things. The The most exciting for me is, of course, taking someone and there's competitions even on the amateur level. And the amateur level for boxing in, in California is USA Boxing. And it's pretty competitive. Like most of the people that are in that environment are really trying to go to the Olympics or they're trying to go pro. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to compete on that level at the gym that I have. But it's definitely the most exciting when I have a member who wants to compete and then I have to take him to that level and get him to compete. And I just had two individuals do a kickboxing match here in Santa Cruz that was amateur. Yeah. So that's a, that's probably the most exciting part of it. But the most rewarding is definitely the Rocksteady program. And I think I've learned the most just doing that. Would you say that most of your programs focus on, like, competition or, like, the Parkinson's or just general, like, exercise, health? <laughs> yeah, you know, I started the gym really as kind of a fitness-minded gym. I Kind of my motto or my mission statement was to create a gym that, you know, you could learn authentic boxing and kickboxing, but you didn't have to want to be a fighter in order yeah. to do that. Mm -hmm. and so I, right. <laughs> yeah. And so it can be really intimidating for most individuals yeah. to maybe want to join a boxing gym or a kickboxing gym. And I really tried to make it an environment that was open to anybody who really wanted to learn. So to create a non-intimidating atmosphere was kind of my goal. And I really feel like I have done that. Um, I get people who say all the time, oh, I never thought I'd own a box or, you know, be a member of a boxing gym and then they they love it so I think that's the thing that that really sets it apart and makes it makes it fun is that you know people who go in just wanting to get quote fit and then they're actually learning boxing yeah. is pretty cool mm -hmm. and what kind of people usually go to your gym um I get all kinds of people I have done kids classes in the past I currently don't do kids classes but I do allow kids to come in and do one-on-one -on -one, or if they're with a parent or guardian during the class I allow that um, but the majority of my members are probably in their mid to late 20s and 30s but uh, I have you know a lot of older people and a lot of younger people mm -hmm. as well so it really is uh, all across the board mm -hmm. would you say that you have a lot of people coming in for like self-defense like Purposes. Or and what kind of classes are there? I think you mentioned them earlier, but uh -huh. you can say that again. So there's pretty much just 
two formats of classes. I have boxing classes and kickboxing classes, but I have just boxing, which is, you know, a class where you're jumping rope and you're shadow boxing and you're hitting the bags and you'll partner up with somebody doing what we call mitt training where they're hitting pads. And then I have what's called a circuit class. And on that class, it's very similar the way you warm up and, but then you go on the bags and instead of partnering up you'll work with a trx band or a medicine ball or you know some form of equipment where you're doing plyometrics and you're just kind of building up your athleticism so those are the main types of classes that we have they're all basically workout focused but and you're learning something in both the classes but just depending on what you want to spend your time doing have you ever had to use your boxing outside of the gym? <laughs> I did a lot of martial arts when I was younger. And so, you know, like I said, I was I was pretty insecure when I was an adolescent. And uh, I, I found that I walked away from more fights than I really wow. tried to get myself into. Just because I had that confidence. I didn't need to prove anything yeah. out in the street because I proved it in the gym you know it's like that you just you never know who you're really gonna be confronted with and I didn't have anything that I felt like I needed to prove so I think having that confidence was more important than being able to show what I could do because that's what the gym was for so Mm -hmm. I had that outlet Mm -hmm. and what keeps you motivated you know it's the members it really is that keeps me going I just I their attitudes and you know how much they get out of it and the progress that they make everything from you know your average mom to you know our our Parkinson's patients to you know teenagers they watching them grow has just really been a lot of fun I've had a lot of members who've come back who've moved away and you know told me how much they got out of the program and it's really inspirational and that that's I think what keeps me going more than anything. Mm-hmm. Have you ever made a bad decision in your career? You know there's definitely a lot of things that and something I've, that maybe our listeners should learn from. <laughs> should learn from. I mean, it, there's so many things I learned from. There's so many things that I wouldn't necessarily do different, but now do different. You know, it's like you kind of have to make those mistakes and go, oh, okay, well, let's try it a different way. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't know the different way was the better way if I hadn't made that mistake mm-hmm. in the first place. So I really look at it as a, as a learning experience as you go. So I think that's the biggest thing is, you know, learning from your mistakes and moving forward from that as opposed to letting them stop you or or frustrate you. For those who are just tuning in, you're listening to What to Be at KSQD 90.7 FM Santa Cruz. I'm Melina and I'm joined by other host Emily. We're speaking with Brian Dunaway who's the owner of Santa Cruz Boxing. If you could go back though on your career path and do anything differently, would you? So there was definitely like this turning point at, at one place in my life and I was trying to get into grad school. I had my degree in kinesiology and I wanted to go into physical therapy. And at the same time, I got offered a job managing this boxing gym. And I was kind of torn. I was like, do I take the school route or do I take the managerial route? And this was a very young um, gym and I saw a lot of potential. And I kind of thought, you know, school will always be there. And, you know, this this gym opportunity is kind of a, you know, once in a lifetime Mm -hmm. thing. At least that's the way I saw it. And so I chose the gym, and there were a lot of years where I kind of regretted that decision. I was kind of like, I really should have gone to school when I could, because later on it was a lot harder to get into that program than than it was at that time. But in retrospect now, I wouldn't trade it. You know, I think that, you know, everything happened for a reason, and it made me who I am now, and I wouldn't have learned all the things that I learned then. So it's interesting where life takes you. You know, you think, oh, this is my path, and I'm supposed to do this, and, you know, there is that, but... 
Uh, you know, I think if you ask anybody over 40 years old if they're where they thought they'd be when they were 20, I don't think there's a person on the planet that would say yes, and most people I know would say it's better. Mm -hmm. So, you know, having a plan is really important, and it's awesome, but you kind of just got to ride the wave wherever it yeah. takes you. Mm -hmm. And speaking of 20 and your younger years, what were you like when you were a teenager? I was a pretty hyperactive kid. I don't think they had ADD back when I was a kid, mm -hmm. at least diagnostically, mm -hmm. but I probably would have been on that spectrum. School didn't come easy for me, and I wasn't even really athletic because I was a small kid, mm -hmm. and so I wasn't really very good at sports. But I did have a very active mind, and I was very physically you know, energetic. It took me a long time to kind of come into my own and calm down. Did so. you, do you think that um, like boxing and becoming more active definitely helped you in that sense? Oh, absolutely. There's no question that martial arts and, and boxing is kind of gave me that outlet and that ability to channel my energy. Mm. And I have kind of a deeper question. What does boxing and owning this gym mean to you? I think probably the biggest thing is it is allows me to provide a service. It's really never been about you know the money or having a business for me. It's really been about me being able to share my experience and my knowledge and, you know, enhancing people's lives. That's really what it's been about for me and from the beginning. And so it, it means everything. When you first got into boxing versus now, what was something that you learned on the way? Like, did you ever think like, oh, boxing is not for me? I started, like I said, in martial arts when I was younger. But I think we're, you know, because I wanted to be able to defend myself and that was kind of my yeah. mindset back then but as I got more advanced it really wasn't about that anymore and I kind of wanted to, to be able to compete because I didn't really know what it would be like to be in a fight mm -hmm. and so I found this other gym that that did western style boxing along with some other martial arts and everything that we did in practice is what you did when you got in the ring so we're hitting these pads and we're learning these combos yeah. and we're doing these defensive techniques that you know, actually, I got to practice on a real person without worrying about, you know, ripping their eyes out or <laughs> kicking them in the groin because that's not, that's usually frowned upon. Mm -hmm. But, uh, and I think that's, that's where the transition for me came from was being able to actually put the, the martial art into practice was, was really kind of that turning point for me that made it, you know, much more real, I guess, as mm -hmm. opposed to just this thing that we're doing where we're swinging our arms around and, you know, making noises yeah. as opposed to something that you actually can feel and, and have a process of and the athleticism that goes along with, you know, boxing and, and mixed martial arts is is kind of a big part of that, I think. Mm -hmm. And then as along with, you know, wanting to defend yourself, was there anyone or anything that particularly inspired you to get into this field? I had a couple really good coaches when I was growing up, I guess. And, uh, you know, I think what I probably took from that, you know, I probably didn't realize it at the time, was just their enthusiasm and how they, you know, gave me feedback on what it was that I was doing. And I think that's probably the thing I'm most grateful for is being able to, to learn from that experience and being able to translate that. Because I think what people, they, what they really feel is the energy and the attention that you're giving them. And you know, being able to, to perform that is a skill that I think you have to be shown, you know, I mean, it, it's inherent in some people, but to develop it, I think that was something that I'm very grateful that I had some really good instructors to be able to show me so I could use that in the future. Is there anything that you wish you had known before you started your gym or before you got it into martial arts? I 
You know, again, like I look at it like a learning process. I really do. And, you know, there's a lot of things that I've learned as I've gone. And, you know, those lessons make the, those hard situations make those lessons so much more valuable. Um, I think if I could like, you know, do it all over you again, if I could learn, me. right. <laughs> I probably would have got into boxing or kickboxing younger or taken mm. it more. I was, I was pretty into martial arts when I was younger, but I didn't spend a whole lot of time training, you know, actual boxing because I was a lot older by the time I got into that. So in a way, you know, it would have been nice to see, you know, me competing in boxing if I'd started when I was a teenager or something like that. But I don't really look at that as, you know, slowing me down necessarily, mm -hmm. you know, but I think if I could do it all over again, mm -hmm. I would have focused more on that. What advice would you have for us two? We are two women here. <laughs> and if we want to get into boxing, like, what would you tell us? It's a pretty male dominated it, industry. Right? It most definitely can be, especially the boxing aspect. Mm -hmm. um, I have a women's only kickboxing class that oh. I do for that very reason that, you know, a lot of women don't want to go into a boxing gym and, you know, see a bunch of sweaty guys and blood <laughs> on the floor. And, you know, it's just, it's not typically what you think of when you think of a woman coming into a gym. Yeah. Um, but that's one of the environments that I tried to create. And so I created the women's only class. And so women tend to be a little more gravitated towards the kickboxing aspect. But I do have a lot of women who come to the boxing. And like I said, you know, have told me I'd never thought I'd, you know, be interested in coming to a boxing gym. But it's a very welcoming environment. I think, you know, everybody who's already there knows what it's like to walk in feeling like they don't know anything and they're just going to make a fool out of themselves and it's too intimidating. But if you can get over that, you know, I think that, you know, you really get a lot out of it and there's no discrimination there and everybody's been there, their understanding of what it's like to have to walk into that place. Everyone has to start somewhere. Everybody has to start somewhere. <laughs> has there been a piece of advice in life or in your career that has helped you? I think one of my favorite quotes is, it's not whether you get knocked down, but whether you get back up. And, <laughs> you know, that's, that's actually a football coach. I forget the guy's name, but, uh, you know, it really applies to boxing probably even more. And so, you know, life's hard and you're going to make mistakes and you're going to feel like giving up. But um, if you keep going, you know, you will succeed eventually. Mm -hmm. Is there something that you haven't done yet that you still want to do? Um, I used to think that I wanted to open up another boxing gym. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know if that's necessarily true now. Why um, not? It's just a lot of work. It takes a lot of time, you know, and I finally got into a place where I have some people helping me and, you know, I can actually start doing things for myself. But uh, I, I feel pretty good about where I'm at. So, you know, maybe a little bit of travel and go to New Zealand or something. But uh, aside from that, as far as a career choice, I'm pretty happy with where I'm at. What advice would you give to students who are about to graduate from high school or college? I thought about this a lot and I'd probably have to say find something you enjoy and get really good at it. I mean, if I could give my kids some advice or, you know, someone who was young, I think that's probably, if you really want to take your life to the next level, just put in the time and just really work at it. And, you know, you'll always have that skill. And that's something that, you know, that's the elite. Those are the, you know, the 10,000 hour rule or the tipping point or however you want to think of it those are the things that make the difference is just really put in the time and don't give up and you know you'll be rewarded for it in the end okay. and our last question that we have for you is what is a thought or something that you want to share with our listeners hmm. you kind of already got over yeah. it <laughs> that's okay um i would just say you know 
really don't give up. Follow your dream. If you have something that you want to do, if you follow that with your passion, even if it's not that that you know got you to where you are, or you end up somewhere else. That's at least you know that you gave it all you got, and I think that's the most important thing. You know, regret is you know probably the hardest emotion, but if you really you know continue to move forward, then you can at least feel good about the progress that you've made. Where can they learn more about Santa Cruz Boxing? The easiest is just to go to santacruzboxing.com. All the classes are on there and uh, the information, etc. Or just call or email. Thank you so much for being our guest today. Yeah, thank you. And uh, thank you to all of our KSQD listeners for tuning into today's career story with your hosts, Melina and Emily, on our show, What to Be, with today's guest, Brian Dunaway, who's the owner of Santa Cruz Boxing. If you have any questions or would like to be on the show, send us an email at whattobe at ksqd.org. If you enjoyed our show, please join us again at 90.7 FM, KSQD Santa Cruz at 7 p.m. on Sundays, or stream online at ksqd.org. Thank you again for listening.